0: Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. Hey, with optimism once again on the rise in America, the working people of this country are more important than ever. Well, now they have a podcast that celebrates them and tells their stories on the job from hired to retired. Well, it's a new podcast from our friends at Express Employment Professionals that digs into the lives of men and women at work and explores their journeys as they fight to make the American dream a reality. On the Job takes the listener through the ups and downs of making a living in America. Now check out the new podcast, On the Job, from hired to retired, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Or just go to expresspros.com slash podcast for more information.
1: Contrary to numerous false press accounts leading up to today's hearing, Mr. Comey has now finally confirmed publicly what he repeatedly told President Trump privately, that is, that the president was not under investigation as part of any probe into Russian interference. The president, he, Mr. Comey also admitted that there is no evidence that a single vote changed as a result of any Russian interference. Mr. Comey's testimony also makes clear that the president never sought to impede the investigation into attempted Russian interference in the 2016 election. And in fact, according to Mr. Comey, the president told Mr. Comey, quote, it would be good to find out, close quote, in that investigation if there was, quote, some satellite associates of his who did something wrong, close quote it is overwhelmingly clear that there have been and continue to be those in government who are actively attempting to undermine this administration with selective and illegal leaks of classified information and privileged communications. Mr. Comey has now admitted that he is one of these leakers. Today, Mr. Comey admitted that he unilaterally and surreptitiously made unauthorized disclosures to the press of privileged communications with the president. The leaks of this privileged information began no later than March 2017, when friends of Mr. Comey have stated that he disclosed to them the conversations that he had with the president during their January 27th 2017 dinner, and February 14th, 2017 White House meeting. Today, Mr. Comey admitted that he leaked to friends of his purported memos of those privileged communications, one of which he testified was classified. Mr. Comey also testified that immediately after he was terminated, he authorized his friends to leak the contents of those memos to the press in order to, in Mr. Comey's words, quote, prompt the appointment of a special counsel, close quote. Although Mr. Comey testified that he only leaked the memos in response to a tweet, the public record reveals that the New York Times was quoting from those memos the day before the referenced tweet which belies Mr. Comey's excuse for this unauthorized disclosure of privileged information
2: and appears to be entirely retaliatory. Director Comey, uh, the meeting in the Oval Office where he made the request about uh, Mike Flynn, was that the only time he asked you to hopefully let it go? Yes. And in that meeting, uh, as you understood it, that was, he was asking not about the general Russia investigation, he was asking very specifically about the jeopardy that Flynn was in himself.
3: That's how I understood it, yes, sir.
2: And as you perceived it, while it was a request that you hoped you did away with it, you perceived it as an order, given his position, the setting, and the like, and some of the circumstances. Yes. Uh, At the time, did you say anything to the president about, that is not an appropriate request, or did you tell the White House counsel, that is not an appropriate request, someone needs to go tell the president that he can't do these things?
3: I didn't, no. Okay.
2: Why? I don't know. You know, this investigation is full of leaks, left and right, I mean, we've learned more from the newspapers sometimes than we do from our open hearings, for sure. Do um, you ever wonder why, of all the things in this investigation, the only thing that's never been leaked is the fact that the president was not personally under investigation, despite the fact that both Democrats and Republicans and the leadership of Congress knew that and have known that for weeks?
3: I don't know. I find matters that are briefed to the Gang of Eight uh, are pretty tightly held, in my experience.
0: All right, that, of course, well, you first heard Marco Rubio starred today in these hearings with James Comey. I mean, it was pretty amazing. I am flabbergasted in so many ways. There's so much to say and so much to cover and so many angles and so much we've discovered today that I've got to slow down and really take my time on a day like this so I can give you the information that I I even can see on television that, oh, the collusion story is dead. Chris Matthews. Chris, I mean, he works at the network of, of black helicopters and tinfoil conspiracies and no less a, a, a partisan Democrat than him on the most radical, extreme left wing network in the country had to admit today that this whole Russia Trump collusion conspiracy came apart this morning. He said that's what came apart, this theory. Listen. But the big story to me has always been, as all of us, and I think Nicole really touched on it there, the assumption of the critics of the president, of his pursuers, you might say, is that somewhere along the line in the last year, the president had something to do with colluding with the Russians. Something to do with the helping hand, encouraging them, feeding their desire to affect the election in some way. Some role they played, some conversation he had with Michael Flynn or Paul Manafort or somewhere. And yet what came apart this morning was that theory, because in two two regards, the president said, according to the written testimony of Mr. Comey, go ahead and get anybody's satellite to my operation and nail them. I'm <coughs> with you on that. So that would mean Manafort, Carter Page, someone else like that. And then he also came across what was fascinating. Comey said that basically Flynn wasn't central to the rushed investigation, that he was touching on it. Amazing. I mean, this might have been some synapse connection that never existed before that showed up in the mind of Chris Matthews. Um, Let me give you some headlines and then from within the headlines, we'll we'll break it all down as systematically as we possibly can. And I don't know. I, I, I think the liberal media actually thinks in this very delusional fashion that they scored today. No, this was a massive loss for them. First on the level, you know, it was interesting to watch Comey, you know, dance all around what I told you was going to be the, the understory of this whole thing, which is that if James Comey at any point had thought that the president was trying to get him to obstruct justice, well, then he would have had an immediate obligation, not the next day, not two weeks later, not I'll, I'll meet with my FBI friends immediately. And boy, was he threading that needle. If I was his lawyer today, between the leaking admission and 18 USC four, ooh, I would not be a happy camper. Where was the lawyer? He needed a lawyer there today. You know, instead of spending all of his time, you know, talking to and feeding Robert Mueller. You know, it's not for me to say obstructed. If he thought he had that Donald Trump was trying to obstruct an investigation, then he would have had to by law immediately refer it to the Justice Department. Doesn't matter whether or not the the Attorney General is going to recuse himself or likely to recuse himself and the next person may not be in that position long enough. He had a a law abiding duty or else facing a felony charge. And now he's well, it's not for me to say he obstructed. All right, it's been obstructed at once. Even even Chris Matthews pointed out, well, Trump said that, well, I hope that, you know, uh, that I, I hope that this is over for Flynn. But he also said the same thing about Hillary. Oh, they're good people. Uh, I, and which kind of pissed me off at the time. It really did after all the, you know, locker up and all the crimes he committed. Now, one thing I want to say here, you cannot look at this in a vacuum. You cannot look at this case, this testimony, Comey, what he's saying here in a vacuum. In other words, you've got to look at the big picture here. Because remember, for obstruction to exist, there's got to be intent. And one of the things that he was saying back when he gave that 15-minute that press conference, about 14 minutes, was a stinging indictment against Hillary Clinton and then said, never mind, there's no intent, no intent. Why did she put an email server with top secret special access program information, why did she put it in a mom-and-pop shop bathroom closet? Not only to avoid congressional oversight, but it was a violation of the law, Federal law, the mismanagement, mishandling of classified information. And he laid that case out better than anybody. I mean, I, I once went through this as a 13-minute stinging indictment. Len lets her off the hook. And I've got to tell you something. He proved himself in the end to be a, a political hack, I said at the time. And even Democrats had thought that at the time. You know, the fact that she deleted, deleted over 30,000 emails on her computer is shows intent. The fact that some of them turned out to be... Not about yoga, wedding or grandchildren or, or emailing Bill who never had an account. That was a lie from the get go and then turned out to be top secret information there. She she committed multiple felonies. You know, I think if I'm a Democrat today, that is absolutely aghast and shocked. And again, you can't see this case through a prism. You know, even he admitted he's hopelessly biased because he was fired, meaning Comey. You have to look at, OK, well, what did we learn about Loretta Lynch? Well, Loretta Lynch told Comey he should call Clinton the probe in this case a matter and follow the Clinton talking points, not an investigation. He said, well, she, Lynch, told me to call it a matter, which confused and concerned me, he said. But that was one of the bricks in the the load that that led me to conclude I have to step away from the Justice Department if we're going to close this case credibly. Well, he never closed it credibly because she had committed multiple felonies and he covered for her. He ended up stepping in and doing the role of the attorney general, which he had no business doing when we have a process for recusal after, in fact, she was on the tarmac telling Bill Clinton she's not going to indict Hillary, which we all know happened. Now, I want this. There's so much here to get to. It is not Watergate. It never was Watergate. There never was collusion in this case. The president never tried to obstruct justice in this case. As a matter of fact, he said, I, if there are satellites, people around me, that's fine. Uh, what I saw today was self-serving, you know, clearly revenge-seeking, anger, and lashing out and creating as much smoke as possible. But there's absolutely no fire. And James Comey now has become a, a political activist with two very distinct and different standards— When it comes to the application of the law and the interpretation of intent and with great passion, you know, he he laid into Trump as the liar. And and if you watched, you know, he certainly is a professional and handles himself okay, but you cannot avoid the deep resentment that exists in this man and the contempt and the double standard he had. Okay, well, why did he write memos only about Trump and not about Obama? And why was intent here, but not in the case of Hillary Clinton? You know, it's, it's all of that. And, and none of a lot of what he said here makes sense. And I'm going to go through all of this in all of its details today. And we've got Jay Sekulow who's now working with the president as, an, as, as his attorney. He'll weigh in. And um, then we'll check in also with some members of the Freedom Caucus. They were aghast at what they saw today and don jr will check in and sarah carter and john solomon today so we're going to have the best analysis and it's also analysis you won't find anywhere else no wonder why they want to shut us down no wonder why they want to silence our voice you know god forbid you don't get the talking points collusion what are all these media people going to do oh and comey destroyed abc and cnn and the new york times whoopsie daisy false reporting fake news All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life, and of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to mypillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity. And Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has the special four-pack. Now you get 40% off two My Pillow premiums and two Go Anywhere pillows. Now My Pillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee, and a 10-year warranty. Nobody in the media will tell you what we're about to say. It was a great day for President Trump and his administration. And we'll get into all of it. You know, Comey admitting that Trump's... Well, I I hope you can see your way clear to letting... I hope you can let this go. Well, he said, pretty much said the same thing. It was interesting because Comey said he interpreted the request about General Flynn as an order or a command from the president. Then uh, one senator, I don't remember who, immediately saw that that on display on Comey's part for what it was, and he proceeded to grow. Comey said, do you know of any case where a person has been charged for obstruction or, for that matter, any other criminal offense where they said that they had hoped for an outcome, Hope for an outcome? And Comey backed from, well, I don't know well enough to answer. And the reason I keep saying his words, well, I took it as a direction. I mean, this is the president of the United States with me alone saying, I hope this. I took it as... You know, what he wants me to do. Well, he took orders from Loretta Lynch on the issue of Hillary Clinton. That didn't seem to bother him. So the senator goes, well, you may have taken it as a direction, but not what he said. It's not what he said, is it? No, it's not. Correct. He said, I hope. You don't know of anyone that's ever been charged for hoping something. Is that a fair statement? I don't as I sit here. All right, so that kills that. Then the whole Russia collusion, no, he's not under investigation, told him three times. Wasn't trying to obstruct. Why? Because the president goes and says to him and Comey admits, yeah, he said, well, I wanted to continue. And if there's any satellites out there, uh, meaning friends of mine, people of my campaign, it's going to be good to know. Let's find out who they are. And his, his statement explicitly contradicts the now acting FBI director's testimony that there was no attempt to impede the investigation at all, even though he had to end up admitting it himself. McCabe said there's no effort, but no effort to impede our investigation. All the people that spoke yesterday, including the director of national intelligence, everybody that we told you about, Rosenstein and and Coates and, and Admiral Rogers and everybody, they all said the same thing. Nothing has ever happened. Even attorney." Alan Dershowitz, legal authority, longtime Democrat, once served as Bill Clinton's lawyer, said the memos that Comey have put out here said they, they, they're not even close to obstruction of justice. As a matter of fact, I'd argue they'd be exculpatory by saying, if there's any satellites, I want to know. I mean, it's amazing. And of course, the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN and ABC all busted. All busted for their fake news reporting. We'll get to that. And Comey shooting down the Democrats' case for obstruction that even Black uh, Helicopter TV, Tinfoil Hat TV, MSNBC host Chris Matthews had said, well, that's blown out of the water. We'll continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Uh, okay, I had to pull up some papers that just fell down in front of me. Um, I got to tell you, it's here's the major takeaway from the Comey hearing today. That James Comey did more to help the president and his case. We, we learned today that the president wasn't under investigation. We learned the president never asked to stop. As a matter of fact, encouraged the Russia investigation and the investigation into anybody that might be around him as satellites that may have been a part of this. We know that it was the president, that it was Comey who initiated this relationship where they talk one on one, which I thought was a very important point that somebody just sent me before. And there is nothing to the Russia collusion story, which is what Chris Matthews point was. And it was, you know, a very, very amazing day, especially when you take away from it how bad this day was for Loretta Lynch. And for the Obama administration and Loretta Lynch now has a lot of explaining to do, as does James Comey and James Comey, you know, wanting to say, well, I can't say it's obstruction. That's up to Robert Mueller. Well, if he thought it was obstruction and he did nothing, which he did nothing, which the law required him to do 18 U.S. Code 4, And that would have been to immediately tell the Justice Department, regardless of whether or not. Somebody might recuse themselves in a couple of weeks or somebody might not be there for an extended period of time. That doesn't take away his legal obligation in any way, shape, matter or form. And, you know, what we learned is that Comey was was concerned about interfering for one other campaign. And that is the Clinton campaign, which explains a lot. And for Loretta Lynch to come out and and do what she did. And it's. Well, it's not an investigation, sir. Can you refer to it as a matter? A matter? I gave a, a monologue back on TV on May 9th, and I gave the same one pretty much on radio that day, the day, or the next day when Comey was fired. And I, I pointed out at the time, and I'm saying this is on full display today, what the president did was right to fire Comey. No wonder why all the Democrats did hate him up until this point. Well, I'm sure they probably started hating him again. Is that Comey? decided that he failed the American people on a very spectacular level and that he also was disrespecting the Constitution. He didn't care about the equal application of the rule of law being applied to every American. You know, he literally stood by idly as our Fourth Amendment rights were being trampled upon. And I think first and foremost created a two-tier justice system, one for Hillary Clinton and apparently also a separate one for Loretta Lynch, and one for the rest of America. And in that sense, he's, it was a national embarrassment what we see here today. In terms of him being the FBI director. You know, all of this has gone on for so long. And he could have cleared so much of it up in so many different ways. And he didn't. You know, but he did clear up the issue of Hillary Clinton's server again and again. And he didn't think there was enough intent... Well, let's see. She had a, a private server, top secret, special access programs, the highest level of classification in terms of information on her computer and a and a server in a bathroom closet so she can avoid oversight, deleting over 30,000 emails claiming they were personal. That turned out to be a massive lie. If that's not intent on Hillary Clinton's part to commit a crime, I don't know what is. If that's not intent to purposefully mishandle information and destroy top-secret information and classified information, all felonies, I don't know what is. And, you know, even Comey himself, he laid out the case as good as anybody. You know, when he pointed out that of the 30,000 emails that were returned to the State Department, 110 in a 52-email chain have been determined by the owning agency to have classified information at the time they were sent or received. Uh Uh-oh, that's a felony. Eight of those chains, cont- chains contained information that was top secret at the time. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time. Eight contained confidential information at the time. And separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were then later upclassified to make them confidential. And then we also know with 99.9% certainty that five foreign agencies are so worried about Russia. Remember, we were told the Russians tried to influence past elections. And this election, nobody disputed Vladimir Putin's intentions. I, nobody trusts Vladimir Putin. But there's certainly no evidence of Trump collusion, and they weren't even investigating Donald Trump because there was no evidence to investigate him. And Donald Trump encouraged the investigation, didn't try to stall it. I hope that, you know, by the way, are you going to be loyal to me, or what about the last guy you work for? Are you going to be loyal to the Constitution? Maybe it was a roundabout way of saying I didn't like the way you handled the Clinton thing. You're going to be, I'll give you a shot, but I expect you to be honestly loyal. Fine, that works. Let's do that. You know, but James Comey lays out the case 14 minutes. That's why you cannot see today's testimony in a bubble. Now we have to see it through the prism of what Loretta Lynch did and said. Now we have to see it through the prism of how he handled Hillary Clinton with a 13-14 minute stinging indictment letting her off the hook where he's making the case that she committed felony after felony after felony after felony after felony. After felony. You know I, 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 it was breathtaking to me. And in the end, sadly for James Comey's part, I mean it looks like a nice guy. Just, you know seems like, handles himself well, but he's the most confused individual I've ever seen in the public eye. And frankly, he's been exposed between the Clinton emails, the Clinton server, not investigating the pay-to-play scheme. 20% of America's uranium, uranium one deal sent to Vladimir Putin. There's a real Russia conspiracy out there. She gets, you know, millions and millions and millions funneled to the Clinton Foundation. Vladimir Putin gets 20% of our uranium. What a great deal. The evidence of wrongdoing in her case was so incontrovertible and overwhelming you know, that, of course, the left never covered that. They've been too busy with Russia, 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 collusion, Russia, 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 collusion, Russia, Russia. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Now I'm watching the media cherry pick as much as he can. Then we've got a, a, a an ex-FBI director leaking information to the press. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there. I couldn't believe what I was hearing today. Could not believe it. And I think it's one of the more incredible
4: moments in history. Did you show copies of your memos to anyone outside of the Department of Justice? Yes. And to whom did you show copies?
3: I asked president tweeted on Friday after I got fired that I better hope there's not tapes. I woke up in the middle of the night on Monday night because it didn't dawn on me originally that there might be corroboration for our conversation. There might be a tape. And my judgment was I needed to get that out into the public square. And so I asked a friend of mine to share the content of the memo with a reporter. Didn't do it myself for a variety of reasons, but I asked him to because I thought that might prompt the appointment of a special counsel. And so I asked a close friend of mine to do it.
4: And was that Mr. Wittes? No, uh-uh, no, no. Who was that?
3: A good friend of mine, who's a professor at Columbia Law School.
5: You said after you were dismissed, you gave information to a friend, mm-hmm. so that friend could get that information into the public media. Correct. What
3: kind of information was that? Was not. What kind of information did you give to a friend? That the pre- the the, uh, the Flynn conversation that the president asked me to let the the Flynn. I mean, I'm forgetting my exact own words, but the the conversation in the Oval Office. So you didn't consider your memo or your sense of that conversation to be a government
5: document. You considered it to be somehow your own personal document that you could share with the media as you wanted to?
3: Correct. Through a I, friend? I understood this to be my recollection recorded of my conversation with the president as a private citizen. I felt free to share that. I thought it very important to get it out.
6: What has been brought out in this uh, hearing is, uh, is more and more emphasis on the Russian engagement and involvement in this campaign. How,
3: how serious do you think this was? Very serious. But I, I want to say some be clear. It was, we have not announced, and there was no predication to announce, an investigation of whether the Russians may have coordinated with Secretary Clinton's campaign. Secretary Clinton's campaign... No, but
6: they may not have been involved with their campaign. They were involved with the entire presidential campaign, obviously. Of
3: course. Yes, sir. And that that is an investigation that began last summer, and so far as I'm aware, continues. So both President Trump
6: and former candidate Clinton are both involved in the investigation, yet one of them, you said, there's going to be no charges, and the other one, the, the investigation continues. Well... I, th- I think there's a double standard there, to tell you the truth.
0: Now, if Senator McCain was on to something, he just didn't, he didn't articulate it as well as he, he could have here. And what he was saying is, and, and he's dead on and no one else got to this, is remember the DNC. Remember the, the hacked emails? OK, remember Russia, 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 Trump, Russia did it. OK, Julian Assange, the one guy that knows, says it wasn't Russia. He didn't say who, but he said it wasn't Russia. I have my suspicions that it could very well have been a group of people that supported Bernie Sanders and saw the corruption at a deep level. Remember, it led to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, six others being fired on the eve of the convention. And what 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 John McCain was getting to here is you let the if he would have finished it, you let the DNC go ahead and and literally hired their own people because they didn't want the FBI looking at their computers. Hello, wake up. And then his comments that he hoped that it would trigger a special counsel, and now he's been consulting with the special counsel. Frankly, am I going to be the only one that says maybe Robert Mueller, his best friend apparently, is BFF? Maybe he's been compromised here in ways we don't know. What's going on here? You know, th- But they didn't have a special counsel. He resisted it for Hillary and her emails and Hillary and her uh, the Clinton Foundation and the IRS scandal. He didn't want them there. So there's a massive double standard all across the board now comey admits that trump's hope well i hope you can let this he admits you know well i i th- i had hoped that but i thought it was an order well even if it, i hoped you know of anyone that's ever been charged hoping something no it's never happened the collusion story is dead here the president's not being investigated here the president didn't obstruct here Comey's statement also explicitly contradicted the testimony yesterday of of Admiral Rogers and and uh, Director Coates and, and so many other people. No, nothing happened. And as I said, Alan Dershowitz, no, doesn't even begin to rise to the level of anything like that. Hoping, hoping nobody got indicted for hoping an outcome. And you got The Washington Post, The New York Times, The CNN, ABC, all busted of their fake news reporting during this entire scandal by Comey, you know, pointing out that, yeah, a lot of what you read in the media was just an outright lie. Washington Post busted for spreading more fake news about Russiagate in that investigation. You know, the nation's top intelligence official told associates in March that President Trump asked him if he could intervene when the FBI director, James Comey, to get the Bureau to back off its focus of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Almost hours after the Washington Post printed that drivel, Dan Coats testified that he was never pressured. Nobody in the media paid attention to that. Lindsey Graham pointed out today, and he's right, that Comey's public testimony means Mueller has no case for obstruction. Well, then close up shop. It's over. But, of course, you know, you got to justify your existence so it'll go on forever. And Comey shot down the Democrats' case for obstruction also. When Richard Burr, the Republican chairman, select uh, committee on intelligence, as well did the president at any time, ask you to stop the FBI investigation into the Russian involvement of the elections. Not to my understanding. No. As evidenced by also, you know, if there's any satellites around me, get them, too. He also said and confirmed again, not one vote that he knew of was impacted in the election. Even the majority of the public now, there's an IBD poll out. That points out a majority of Americans doubt the 2016 election outcome was influenced by Russia. Well, he said it today and nearly half agree the current investigation is a political witch hunt. It is full of black helicopter theories and tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. And they're supposedly working for The New York Times, The Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN and MSNBC. Poor Chris Matthews. Good for him, though. I mean, he had to admit it. Finally, the Russia collusion theory came apart today. Was he going to call out his colleagues that can't stop nonstop? Why didn't he ever take memos on Obama? Why didn't you say that, you know, Mr. President, this is wrong at any time? Why didn't at any point, did you walk out? I don't know. I guess I was afraid. But I was not afraid enough to take notes. Maybe the president didn't understand the independence of the FBI. You said, Mr. President, that's just an inappropriate conversation. End it! Well, I didn't want to be alone with him, but I took his phone calls. None of this makes sense. I'd never seen anything like this in my life. Unbelievable. All right, we'll get Jay Sekulow's take. We got Sarah Carter. We got the Freedom Caucus's take. We got Donald Trump Jr. today. The best coverage analysis, I promise you won't get anywhere in the media. It's gonna happen with Loretta Lynch and Hillary. Open the investigations. That's it. Let's let's get the let's have equal application of the law. Can we also, as a country, especially the Obama people with the sanctimony? Russia tried to hack and, and influence our elections. Yeah, like they have in previous elections. And by the way, so has many other countries. And didn't Obama try to, yeah, use taxpayer money and influence the elections in Israel? Can we cut the sanctimonious BS here by all these people in Washington?
1: That's what countries do. It is overwhelmingly clear that there have been and continue to be those in government who are actively attempting to undermine this administration with selective and illegal leaks of classified information, and privileged communications. Mr. Comey has now admitted that he is one of these leakers. Today, Mr. Comey admitted that he unilaterally and surreptitiously made unauthorized disclosures to the press of privileged communications with the president. The leaks of this privileged information began no later than March 2017 when friends of Mr. Comey have stated that he disclosed to them the conversations that he had with the president during their January 27th, 2017 dinner and February 14th, 2017 White House meeting. Today, Mr. Comey admitted that he leaked To friends of his, purported memos of those privileged communications, one of which he testified was classified. Mr. Comey also testified that immediately after he was terminated, he authorized his friends to leak the contents of those memos to the press in order to, in Mr. Comey's words, quote, prompt the appointment of a special counsel, close quote. Although Mr. Comey testified that he only leaked the memos in response to a tweet, the public record reveals that the New York Times was quoting from those memos the day before the referenced tweet, which belies Mr. Comey's excuse for this unauthorized disclosure of privileged information and appears to be entirely retaliatory.
0: Entirely retaliatory. The attorney for the president. Yeah, the selective illegal leaking of classified information, and that was one of the big discoveries and admissions today by James Comey. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity show. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, we learned a lot today. Uh, one that the president and his staff not only did uh, did not obstruct justice. Or try to stop the Russia collusion story. There is no Russia collusion story. Even admitted by, by MSNBC's Chris Matthews. How does he explain his network's coverage for the last 10 months? Imagine if I had advanced the black helicopter theories they've been advancing. And of course the director confirming multiple times the president was never under investigation. And is not under investigation. And also talking about the president done nothing wrong. And established, he established his one-on-one rule. And then we learned today that, you know, so many other facts about James Comey. Uh, James Comey, the former FBI director, you know, okay, did anyone ever get indicted for hoping, you know, uh, I hope this guy is not going to get in trouble, just like he, he went out and hoped that Hillary wasn't getting in trouble. I, it's, this has now gotten a, a, a line that is so obscene. And then we've got the double standard as it relates to the application of the law, and equal justice under the law, and James Comey protecting Hillary Clinton from multiple felonies. And then we discover the attorney general. Loretta Lynch has a lot of explaining to do, and why is it that she appealed to James Comey to, to change the wording from investigation into a matter, which he complied with apparently? All right, here to go over all these legal issues, Jay Sekulow, he's the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. Uh, Jay, your initial thoughts, and then I want to get to specific questions about the law.
5: Well, I thought, first of all, James Comey, once again, established three things. The president did not obstruct justice. The president was never under investigation. And that James Comey admitted that he, in fact, authorized a leak of a memo that he had of a conversation with the president of the United States. And if somebody thinks that's okay, I got news for you. That's not okay. That, so that you, you had a privileged communication with the president. You walk into the White House, as I do, as you've done, and you have a conversation with the president about a matter. And with me, it's attorney-client privilege. I mean, so this, this is this idea that James Comey is sending this stuff out, and then he said he did it in response to a tweet from the president, when we know, in fact, that the New York Times reported what was in that memo. So he, li- he really before. lied. I think so. I think, listen, I'm not going to be shocked if James Comey goes back and has to, quote, correct his testimony once again which is his modus operandi
0: what about going into this what you and i discussed 18 u.s code 4 and the fact that what which i thought was amazing if at any point he had thought that the president was attempting to obstruct justice he had a legal obligation to immediately the words in the law are immediately go out there and and go to the justice department and and go to law enforcement and go to other authorities to report it which he never did And then he tried to say, well, now that's up to Robert Mueller to decide.
5: Right. Well, I mean, first of all, when he was asked the question, he didn't even, for the first five minutes of his answer, he couldn't even remember 18 U.S.C. 4. He kept saying, well, I'm not sure what that would be. That's an interesting question. We're all sitting there screaming, 18 U.S.C. 4. Of course you had an obligation. He didn't do that, Sean, though, for one simple reason. A, it didn't happen. B, if he went over and said it did, he'd be lying under oath. So he can't say that. So, so he, he, no, but he, he never he thought he, a, he never
0: thought it rose to the level is the point because if he did, course. you know, or he I, I honestly was thinking of times today that he had not even consulted an attorney, either that or he's just he just totally ignorant.
5: Well, look, I mean, I think if you look at his written statement yesterday, which is part of the record, which it completely exonerates, totally, completely vindicates the president of the United States from any alleged wrongdoing, completely. And he didn't do anything that changed that today. That statement was written by his lawyer because he hadn't. He had a run. He had a, he put thread in that needle. That was he had. A, he had to make sure he didn't get himself in trouble. Now today, if you noticed, when Marco Rubio said, oh, the, the only thing that seems to leak. Uh, the, the only thing that seemed not to leak was the fact that you acknowledged three times that the president was not under investigation or subject to an investigation. You acknowledged that, and that leak that doesn't get out. Hillary Clinton, when you close that, that gets out. But this tells you what the nature of, of what is. You're dumb on the streets of Washington here. But, um, Sean, that's the reality of what it is.
0: Let me, let me ask, on the legal side, this whole comment, oh, I hope, th- I hope you can let this go as it relates to Flynn. Yep. Now, there was a, a Senator Risch I thought was amazing on this when he went out there and said, uh, have you ever heard of anyone? Has anyone ever been charged for hoping that something happens, not directing? He said, well, I took it as th- I took it as an order. Well, that's not what he said. You can't interpret something that it's not. Uh, I hope this, right. I, 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 I hope you can let this go. Does not mean anything else.
5: No, it's called, well, first of all, you know, he, look in the context, assuming that that was even the conversation, by the way, because all we have is, is James Comey's side of that. So assuming that's the conversation, the question you have to ask yourself, and I think this is what it really is, as he rolls this out, it's so what? What human being would not hope? That the guy, after he'd served the country for 35 years in the military, went through this horribly embarrassing scenario when he went on the administration. I hope this is done for the guy. He's a good guy. Yes, he's a good guy. Well, tell me, that's obstru- He said the, it that's publicly. James Comey's definition or the left's definition of obstruction of justice. Well, then it's called human compassion. So well, and the same absurd. compassion, and by the way, by the way that he showed definition. to
0: Hillary Clinton, right?
5: Of course. It did not. Yeah, the president said that. But, you know, President Obama said that. But here's the, here's the thing. That is not the standard for obstruction of justice, and James Comey knew that. And so did the—I was actually pleased with the questioning from the, the, a number of the members of the Senate that got to the— Listen, Dianne Feinstein asked some tough questions of, of uh, James Comey.
7: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: why did you not say this? Why did you not go to him? Why did you answer on the so-called loyalty nonsense, which is—that's what that is. Why didn't you say that's inappropriate and not going to answer Well, I wasn't strong enough. By the way, is that what you wanted in your FBI, director? Okay, I wasn't, Williams, I wasn't I strong end. enough. Yeah.
0: Or or why yeah. didn't he walk away if he thought the president was about to ask him to do something inappropriate? You know, as we yes, because, as, you know, he writes well, it like a spy uh, novel, and we sat there in silence, awkward yeah, yeah. silence, staring at each other.
5: This, this is a guy that legal standard is mildly nauseous. Remember, this is the <laughs> <Yes>. time, mildly <laughs> That's nauseous.
0: That's really a good yes. point. Um, let me ask you this, because it was interesting to watch ABC and the New York Times and CNN and. And the Washington Post all get called out by, by Comey. That's an interesting sidebar to me because yep. they've, they just lie repeatedly, and it's fake news, and the president's been right. And the selective leaking of information, I, I hope when now we take seriously and get to the bottom of the deep state, which is a different right. issue. But could you imagine if I had gone with a 10-month conspiracy theory the way all these networks have? And by the way, oh. I think some of them are still doing it today. In spite of all the evidence, Chris Matthews is like the only one that said, all right, it's over, guys.
5: You know, the Russia collusion story is dead. said that, yes. Yeah, he did say that, which I thought was pretty fascinating. But, oh, they would be roasting you. I mean, the left would be going, you know, Sean Hannity's got, you know, touting conspiracy theories that don't exist. But here's the reality. What they got, even from James Comey's mouth in that regard, when oh, the newspaper, don't believe what you read in the newspapers, but exactly what he said, basically. So here's what I say. Right. Don't believe what you read.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean but the
5: timeline on this for James Comey is not good, Sean, because the contents of that memo was in the New York Times the day before the president's tweet. So that whole scenario that he gave was incorrect.
0: You know, I, I got to tell you, I mean, at the end of all of this, I mean, with all that the president has had happen for him today, I, I don't think it could have been a better outcome. But here's the problem: I mean, the and this was why I think we heard so much from these senators before all of this. Remember, Mark Warner said no evidence of collusion. No ev- Diane Feinstein, right. no evidence of collusion, and and Clapper and Comey and Brennan and and all of these, no evidence of collusion. Even Maxine Waters, no evidence of collusion. Now today, no evidence of collusion, and the story's dead. But here's the problem. Right. But they all said, well, there's a lot of smoke. So in comes, I guess the the smoker himself, James right. Comey, and he and there's no fire, but he's spreading smoke all around. And I assume that. People are just going to continue with smoke in, in spite of the fact that, to yep. me, it was an exculpatory day for the president in, right. in in every different major issue involved legally in this. So here's the thing.
5: You know those smoke machines that put out the fake smoke? It's really vapor. Yeah,
0: but that's by the way, I is. have a smoke machine that's called the Built. It's a great gift for Father's Day. Would you like me to send you one? There you go. I'll, yeah, s- sure. I'll send you one for Father's Day. All right, we'll put you on the list. There you and- go.
5: Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like a, it's like fake smoke. So here, here's the here's the here's the reality. It's fake smoke. So there's no there there, there's no collusion. There's no interference. There's no obstruction. The pre- president was told three times that he was not under investigation. Never has been a target of an investigation. So ask yourself the basic question. Then what is this? This is a put up. But you're right, Sean. This is going. We need to be prepared for a long term engagement here. This is not going to go away in 10 minutes. But I will tell you something. I was with the president today. He yeah. is focused like a laser beam on the issues facing the country. Focused like a laser beam.
0: Yeah. Well, I got I, to imagine that. And that says, all right, can you, can you stay around a couple of minutes? You're going to be with us. We're doing yep. a two-hour Hannity tonight. And yep. I got to be honest, I don't usually like when they always say, can you do two hours? Can you do three hours? Can you do four hours? I'm like, seriously, does anyone else around here work but me? But I'm kidding. But uh, um, but I'm glad tonight we have two hours because I I just yep. got so much to say. You have so much to say. Laura Ingram has so much yep. to say. Don yep. Jr., who's going to join us later, he has a lot to say. He was he was ripping on Twitter today. He was so good on Twitter. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, Jay Seculo, the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice, is with us. Eight hundred nine four one 941 at the bottom of the hour. We'll check in with members of the Freedom Caucus, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Dave Bratt. They are aghast at what they saw today. Then we got John Solomon and Sarah Carter and Don Jr. all coming up. Is this now over the Trump-Russia collusion? Is this now dead? Is this now finished? Is this now buried? Jay Sekulow, Chief Counsel, American Center for Law and Justice?
5: Well, it certainly closed that to the president because it was never really opened. It was clear that James Cummings said the president has never been a target of this. There's no evidence of collusion. What about those that say,
0: well, but but there's the obstruction issue? There's no obstruction. Even Alan Dershowitz said that.
5: There's no way they could bring an obstruction charge here. Now, this is Washington, D.C., so the problem is, of course, that nothing is over over with overnight. So it should be done. This is a colossal waste of taxpayer money. I think, frankly, I'm going to be blunt here. It is bad for the country that this is the imagery we're casting to other countries when we're in the middle of a, of a, a, a terrorism epidemic around the world. We're in the middle of trying to get health care reform, which we've been so engaged in, trying to get tax reform started, got all these legislative issues, and we're transfixed on these issues. So well, I, I, I don't know often agree
0: happen- with Lindsey Graham, but Graham's pointed out today that Comey's ridiculous testimony today should mean that Mueller has no case for obstruction. Get lost.
5: Why are we even bothering? Well, and I think, and that's the position I'm advocating, that there is no obstruction. The the FBI director said it, so this is a waste of time. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, Mueller's looking at Paul Manafort and he's looking at these other people. I mean, he's got his mandate, and he'll believe me, these guys, they get a mandate, they take it. But as to the president, let's be clear. Not only is there no there there, there was never a there there. And Comey said that. Never, he was, the worst thing the president did, if the president, if everything James Comey said was correct, and he is, but if everything he said was correct, he was uncomfortable and mildly nauseous. I mean, you know, take some Pepto-Bismol. I mean, you
8: know,
5: <laughs> yeah. give you a break. I mean, yeah. this is, these I actually are think these
0: Paul Ryan was right in one sense. I actually think the president, you know, he probably was saying, all right, now you're loyal to me, not Obama. You're not going to be one of these leakers or a deep state guy. And you believe in the rule of law. I didn't like how you handled the Hillary thing. You know, we're going to reset here. You know, honest loyalty. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Honest loyalty. Let's be honest. Let's do well, your I mean, job. But
5: here's the thing with that, Sean. Let's assume for, sake, for the sake of the argument, we'll assume that's what was said. And lo- loyal honesty. And, and what did Comey respond to say? Yes. Yeah. Honest loyalty. Well, yeah. OK, well, why, that is not obstruction of anything. I mean, you know, do I want people that work for me to be loyal? Yeah. And well, protecting our institutional interests. But go to Richard no Burr's to question. Up By the way,
0: did no the president at any time ask you to him stop him? the investigation into Russian involvement in the 2016 election? His
5: answer to that was no, he did not. No.
0: Jay, great job. We'll he see you on not. TV. Hannity tonight at 10. When we come back, members of the Freedom Caucus, we'll check in with Mark Meadows and Dave Bratt and Jim Jordan. And we'll check in with uh, Sarah Carter and John Solomon from Circa News. Donald Trump Jr. was on a tweet storm today. He was on fire. He'll join us. Hannity, two hours tonight, 10 till midnight. Thanks for being with us. Yes, a good day for the president.
3: But what he asked me was actually narrower than that. So I think what he meant by the cloud, and again, I could be wrong, but what I think he meant by the cloud was the entire investigation is, is taking up oxygen and making it hard for me to focus on the things I want to focus on.
4: That you had understood the president to be requesting that we drop any investigation of Flynn in connection with false statements about his conversations with the Russian ambassador in December, end quote. Please go into that with more detail.
3: Well, the, the content and the president's words are what led me to that conclusion. As I said in my statement, I could be wrong, but Flynn had been forced to resign the day before. I didn't know that at the time, but I've watched his interview, I've read the press accounts of his conversations. so I take him at his word there. Now look, I, I could be wrong. Maybe he's saying something that's not true, but I take him at his word at least based on what I know now.
7: What was your impression of that type of action? and have you ever seen anything like that before?
3: No. My impression was something big is about to happen. I need to remember every single word that is spoken. Uh, and again, I could be wrong. I'm 56 years old. I've been uh, seen a few things. My sense was the attorney general knew uh, he shouldn't be leaving, which is why he was lingering. The next Friday I have dinner, and the president begins by wanting to talk about my job. And so I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, three times we've already, you've already asked me to stay or talked about me staying. My common sense, again, I could be wrong, but my common sense told me what's going on here is that he's looking to get something in exchange for granting my request to stay in the job
7: what was your impression and what did you mean by this notion of a patronage relationship
3: well my impression and again it's my impression i could always be wrong but my common sense told me that what was going on is either he had concluded or someone had told him that you didn't you've already asked comey to stay and you didn't get anything for it did you have any interactions with the president that suggested he was taking that hostile action seriously I don't remember any interactions with the president other than the initial briefing on January the 6th. I don't remember, could be wrong, but I don't remember any conversations with him at all about that.
2: Michael Flynn
3: resigned 4 days after Attorney General Sessions was sworn in.
7: Do you know if the Attorney General was aware of the concerns about Michael Flynn during
3: that period? I don't. As I sit here, I don't I don't recall that he was. I, I I could be wrong, but I don't remember that he was.
0: I don't know. I don't feel. Why didn't I get up? If I thought these horrible things were happening, why did I show up? Well, I didn't want to talk to him or be alone with him, but I took phone calls with him. it, It is, you know, on the surface, you see a really, really strong guy that gives like a military presentation. And then when you dig an inch deep, you just start saying, this doesn't make sense on so many different levels. Anyway, joining us, Freedom Caucus members, it's uh, President is with us, uh, and the Chairman, and that's Mark Meadows, Congressman from North Carolina. Then we have Jim Jordan from Ohio he got overthrown in a coup by Meadows. And, of course, Dave Bratt <laughs> is from the Commonwealth of Virginia. By the way, you know, you guys, the fact that you even all talk to me now is ridiculous on your part. So there's no upside for any of you.
6: <laughs> well, you're, you're, well, you're I can tell you, there was no you. coup. In fact, uh, there are times where we wanted to give the baton back to each other.
8: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I course, believe that. You mean but like during the healthcare?
6: Sean Hannity's has got to be a pretty good guy.
0: Uh, you know, you guys are really too nice to me, and I uh, and i can say this probably nothing gets done in the house without the freedom caucus and you guys have have really been the champions of moving things but before we get to this this hearing today uh is it true you guys are t- asking the leadership don't go on august re- recess absolutely we took an official position just the other night Sean. we God. believe that we need to be about the people's business you've been
6: holding congress accountable you know you've been uh, consistent on that and we think that we need to just stay here and get it done. We've got tax reform. We've got budget. We've got transportation. We've got health care repeal and replace that needs to get done. We've got
0: a wall that needs to get done, a budget that needs to get done, tax cuts it's, needs to get done, uh, finishing Obama. You're right. So much. Well, has the leadership responded to your you, – look, I've never seen a job where people are off as much as you guys, but, you know, not you in particular, but Congress in general. Who gets off this much? It's ridiculous.
6: Well, it is ridiculous, Sean. I think the other part of that is, is if we were accomplishing a whole bunch, uh, they would, would think that it was appropriate to take off. I mean, obviously, we do things back in the district. There's a whole lot of constituent services that we have to get done. But you got, and a lot of guys we, go we play to golf, too. On the
0: president's desk to get signed. No, I agree with Paul. Listen, you guys are the good guys in all of this. I don't want to leave a, another perception. All right, let's go to Comey's appearance today. Congressman Jordan, let's start with you. I, I found it, first of all, for the president, totally and completely exonerating. And, and the yeah. media, is, you know, they can't say Watergate anymore. They just can't because the president saying, I want the investigation to continue. Uh, I yeah. want to get to the bottom of this. You're telling me I'm not being investigated. Please tell the public. And then he says, if there's any satellite of mine, I, it's good that we find out. W- what else do we need here?
9: No, you're right. The last 24 hours have been good for the president. It confirms everything he said. You know, he wasn't under investigation. There was no, never any talk about collusion, never any talk about obstruction of justice in, in, in Comey's uh, prepared text and the things that came out today. What I thought was interesting today is this whole idea that Comey is, is kind of looks to me like he's just covering his backside because, remember, he said he gave information to a friend, this law professor of Columbia, who then leaked it to the New York Times because he wanted to get a special prosecutor, special counsel in this case. But this is the same guy who resisted a special counsel in the IRS situation, in the Clinton email scandal situation. But when it comes to him personally, when it comes to his reputation or whatever, then he wants a special counsel so much so that he's got this reputation of being this amazing public servant. But he leaks information to the New York Times, his own memo. Yeah. So By the way, I've got to tell you
0: guys, and I'm not hiding this fact, I've now gotten three audits from the IRS in the last three months, do you think there's a deep state that hates me in the IRS? And I pay all my taxes or else, I, God forbid, I'd talk about it, right?
9: Yeah, uh, this, is a, this is a scary thing in America when you've seen what, what, what the IRS did and, and, and this, whole, this whole deep state phenomenon and some of the bureaucrats you know, were embedded all across the federal agencies.
0: Ah, yeah, mere I coincidence. I talk surprising. about the deep state and I get three IRS investigations in three months. I'm, I'm sure it's not connected at all, Congressman. Uh, yeah, but, well, Exactly. Uh, let me go to Congressman Bratt. Welcome back to you, Congressman. Your perceptions of today.
7: Yeah, hey, Sean. Well, I think Jim Jordan just teed it up just right. And what's amazing is Comey, a few months back, recited all uh, the basically uh, charges and statutes that were violated by Hillary Clinton. And then Comey said, but we don't have intent. And it's almost like he was setting her up because under the statutes you don't need intent to prove that she you know, totally mishandled her server. And then you got the attorney general on the tarmac talking to President Clinton in a plane. And then on top of that, you got $2 billion raised, a lot of foreign money uh, coming into the Clinton Foundation while she's Secretary of State. And you don't see any CNN, you know, all day affairs uh, with a narrative being produced by the mainstream media on any of that. I think we do have statutes violated with Clinton. And Alan Dershowitz came out two weeks ago as a strong. Uh, voice for civil liberty, said, I proudly voted for Hillary, and but you you have to show me what statute has been violated by Trump. And he said, if Dershowitz said, no statutes have been violated.
0: He even said and that so yesterday, they, if I'm not mistaken. He a, said it again. Right. He were, it's just a
8: double standard, right. Yeah.
0: And and interesting, what did come out on Loretta Lynch today, and she wanted Comey and appealed uh-huh. to Comey to use the exact language that the Clinton campaign was using, which I thought was breathtaking. And what did he do about that? But Nothing. Um, And I think there is a certainly politics is playing a role in this and his hatred for the president was clear and abundantly clear um, and even admitted it when he said, yeah, I'm hopelessly biased. I was fired by the president. Uh, Congressman Meadows, uh, I'm interested in your general perceptions and anything specific that stood out in your mind.
6: Well, I think it was a real good day for the president uh, on two fronts. One is he's been telling the American people over and over again that he's not under investigation. And we finally have learned in the last 24 hours that indeed he wasn't under investigation, and that surprisingly was the only thing that didn't get leaked to the New York Times. Uh, but the other thing is is that, uh, you know, when we look at cross-examination from both uh, Senator Rubio and Senator Cotton, uh, it became very clear, that uh, the whole collusion and all the the top uh, line uh, narratives that are out there, that there were phone calls made and this and that, that they just weren't true. And so uh, I think it's a good day for the president. Obviously, you know, you don't ever want to have these hearings. You don't want to have a director, a former FBI director uh, saying the things that he did. But overall, It's one of those uh, days where you say, at least we know that the president did not uh, collude to try to win the election, and let's allow the investigation to continue and and hopefully look at at other aspects to protect democracy.
0: I don't think it's right that Hillary Clinton – I mean, you can't say she didn't have intent when she set up a private email server in a mom-and-pop shop bathroom closet – And deleted emails uh, that we now know some of which were classified. And a 99% certainty, I mean, he was talking all about, all right, Russia, and we've heard this Russia has tried to influence past elections, this elections, they'll do it in the future. Um, But they didn't, uh, not a single vote was impacted, as far as Comey knows, and it's been said by others before. But I think on, on Hillary Clinton, if the issue was intent, I can prove intent, and I think I can convince a jury of 12. Uh, pretty quickly, that she intended to violate the law and avoid congressional oversight, and she mishandled documents and destroyed top secret information that ended up in the hands ninety nine percent certainty, Congressman Jordan, of yep. foreign intelligence services.
9: No, no you're exactly right. I, again, I think I think the big takeaway is here was a, here, the president was not under investigation. He was told three times by by Mr. Comey that he wasn't. What's interesting to me is how different. Mr. Comey and the, and the FBI and Justice Department treated President Trump than anyone else, right? He only makes memos of conversations he has with Mr. Trump. No memos of when he talked to senior Justice Department officials regarding what happened with Clinton and Lynch on the tarmac. No memos when they, when they, when they decide to give Sheryl Mills immunity. No memos when they decide not to prosecute Lois Lerner. All big issues. He never leaked any information on any other case, but he does on this one to his friend who gives it to the New York Times. Why was it always different with President Trump? someone who wasn't under investigation, and yet we're supposed to believe Mr. Comey did everything in a righteous and, and, and wonderful public servant way. I just don't buy it, and I think that that's played out over the last 24 hours when we see his testimony and saw what took place today in the hearing.
0: All right, stay right there. We've got to take a quick break. We'll come back. 800 941 sean is our toll-free telephone number. Congressman Dave Bratt, Congressman Mark Meadows, Congressman Jim Jordan, all with the Freedom Caucus. I am an honorary member, but I hear that there is talk of throwing me out of the caucus. I'll have to get into that when we get back. All right, as we continue with Congressman Mark Meadows, Congressman Jim Jordan, Congressman Dave Bratt, what about the Hillary Qu- Clinton question I was asking before the break, and that is that if we need intent, Congressman Bratt, it's there.
7: Yeah, no, that, that's right. I mean, and, and Comey laid that out in full detail. And so, I mean, I hope our own team, right, Mitch McConnell, right now they're deciding whether they want to do health care after they yell and scream at us to do it. So I hope they take up the baton on our side. I hope Paul Ryan keeps keeps those investigations alive, as there actually is evidence there. And I Mm -hmm. just want to let your audience know uh, up here, while all this is going on, great work is still being done. Mnuchin came up today and gave us great news on tax reform. Uh, he gave us uh, great news on other, other work he's doing in his secretary position. And then Trump uh, also, he had his people up on the Hill today in education workforce. They're working forward. Can you imagine once Donald Trump gets a hold of the K-12 education and talks about career and technical education and giving every kid a pathway to a job? Wait till he lights up the bullhorn on that kind of – he's doing a tremendous job behind the scenes. He's not getting any attention for a lot of great work he's doing up here on taxes, health care. And on, on especially the next generation. Are you guys confident we're we're going? If if he's hit Matt out of the
0: park, Congressman Meadows, are you confident that we're going to get the president's agenda done by the end of the year? And by that I mean uh, that health care is done, that it's finally going to be finished at a conference and signed by the president, put on his desk. Are we going to get his his economic plan, his tax reform plan in place? So, you know, are we going to begin to see the building of that wall that he's promised? Will we see energy independence? Are we going to see some of these things get done? I mean, I, I got to be honest. I speak for a lot of conservatives. We're frustrated.
6: Well, I, I can tell you, as my good friend Jim Jordan would say, we better get it done. I mean, that's what the the people elected us to do. So, am I confident? The answer is, I'm confident because we have a president at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that will not give up. You and I both know. That we've had a number of conversations with not only the president but his his staff. And they're committed to making sure that we repeal and replace Obamacare. They're committed to tax reform. They're committed to infrastructure. They're committed to building the wall. And so do I see all of those things getting done? Yes. As long as the president has a willing partner, you've got three people on the line today that are certainly willing. But we've got to make sure that we do our part and we quit making excuses for not getting results. It's time that we produce. But I am confident that uh, we're committed to make it work together. And, well, I agree. Uh, the first thing we ought Senate to do is
0: to do it. What you guys have suggested, and that is take off your August recess. I mean, don't you have a Fourth of July recess? How long is that? Well, we've got a week
6: there. We've got. Uh, we believe that we need to stay in even through uh, and only take off for Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas, but stay in, get it done. You know, some of my colleagues are not real happy that we took that position, but but all three of us—Dave, Brad, Jim Jordan, and myself—all believe that we need to
0: be about the people's business
6: and uh, and make sure that we get some things on the president's you know what? desk. You know, we we've got a legislative role in this.
0: Uh, all right, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, thank you all, all three of you. Thank God we have the Freedom Caucus. We need them. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Sarah Carter, John Solomon, and Donald Trump Jr. next.
2: Director Comey, uh, the meeting in the Oval Office where he made the request about uh, Mike Flynn, was that the only time he asked you to hopefully let it go? Yes. And in that meeting, uh, as you understood it, that was he was asking not about the general Russia investigation. He was asking very specifically about the jeopardy that Flynn was in himself. That's how I understood it. Yes, sir. And as you perceived it, while it was a request that you hoped you did away with it, you perceived it as an order, given his position, the setting and the like, and some of the circumstances. Yes. Uh, At the time, did you say anything to the president about that is not an appropriate request? Or did you tell the White House counsel that is not an appropriate request? Someone needs to go tell the president that he can't do these things?
3: I didn't, no. Okay.
2: Why? I don't know. You perceived the cloud to be the Russian investigation in general. Yes, sir. But the specific ask was that you would tell the American people what you had already told him, what you had already told the leaders of Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, that he was not personally under investigation. Yes, sir. In That's fact, he I'm... was asking you to do what you have done here today. Correct. Yes, sir. Page six of your testimony, you say... The first thing you say is, he asked what we could do to quote-unquote lift the cloud, the general Russia investigation, and you responded that we were investigating the matter as quickly as we could and that there would be great benefit if we didn't find anything to having done the work well, and he agreed. He re-emphasized the problems it was causing him, but he agreed. So in essence, the president agreed with your statement that it would be great if we could have an investigation, all the facts came out, and we found nothing. So he agreed that that would be ideal, but this cloud is still... (laughs) Messing up my ability to do the rest of my agenda is that an accurate assessment of?
3: Yes, sir. He actually went farther than that. He, he said, "And if some of my satellites did something wrong, it'd be good to find that out."
2: Well, that's the second part, and that is the satellites. He said, "If one of my satellites—I imagine by that he meant some of the other people surrounding his campaign—did something wrong, it would be great to know that as well." Yes, sir. That's what he said. So, are those the other? Are those the only two instances in which that sort of back and forth happened, where the president was basically saying—and I'm paraphrasing here. It's okay. Do the Russia investigation. I hope it all comes out. I have nothing to do with anything Russia. Uh, it'd be great if it all came out, if people around me were doing things that were wrong.
3: Yes, but as I, re- I
2: recorded it accurately there, that was the sentiment he was expressing. Yes, sir. So what it bears it comes down to is the president has asked three things of you. He asked for your loyalty, and you said you would be loyally honest. Honestly loyal. Honestly loyal. Um, the the He asked you on one occasion to let the Mike Flynn thing go because he was a good guy. By the way, you're aware that he said the exact same thing in the press the next day. He's a good guy. He's been treated unfairly, et cetera, et cetera. So I imagine your FBI agents read that. I'm the sure pre- they did. The, pre- the president's wishes were known to them, certainly by the next day when he had a press conference with the prime minister. Going back, the three requests were, number one, be loyal. Number two, be um, let the Mike Flynn thing go. He's a good guy. He's been treated unfairly. And number three, can you please tell the American people what these leaders in Congress already know, what you already know, what you've told me three times, that I'm not under pers- personally under investigation? Those are the three things he asked. Yes, sir. You know, this investigation is full of leaks left and right. I mean, we've learned more from the newspapers sometimes than we do from our open hearings, for sure. Um, you ever wonder why, of all the things in this investigation, the only thing that's never been leaked Is the fact that the president was not personally under investigation, despite the fact that both Democrats and Republicans and the leadership of Congress knew that and have known that for weeks?
3: I don't know. I find matters that are briefed to the gang of eight uh, are pretty tightly held in my experience.
0: All right. From my estimation, the star of the day, Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, I mean, just tore it all apart. All right, so one time like he said in the press, well, I, I hope this goes away, and he did say that publicly, and he said it privately, and he also said, yeah, and if I'm not involved in anything with Russia, but if any of my satellites are, I I, I would love for that to come out and and never said stop the investigation in any way, shape, matter, or form. And then at a different time, Comey, because he's so angry, self-serving, clearly seeking revenge, uh, creating as much smoke as possible— um, but yet it's the same guy that admits, no, they never asked us to stop an investigation. And uh, anyway, joining us now for analysis through all of this, CircaNews.com, senior editor is Sarah Carter, John Solomon, the chief operating officer. Thank you both uh, for being with us. Uh, what is your take out of all of this for uh, both of you?
4: Well, well, I, you know, if you're talking to me, Sean, I, yeah. I mean, I'd say I say took a number of things out of this uh, hearing uh, and support. Surprisingly enough, I agree with you. I think Marco Rubio's questions were right on target. Um, I also think that uh, Senator Burr asked some very good questions and uh, Senator Cornyn and others. I think there was a revelation, you know, with Loretta Lynch that, you know, for the first time he actually admitted it wasn't just out there in reports that that. She had asked him, the former attorney general, to not call the Hillary Clinton uh, investigation into her email server uh, an investigation, to refer to it as a matter. And so we could see that there were two sides to this, that Comey was kind of in the middle and you know, he kind of allowed himself to be snowballed, right? He, he talked about one candidate, but then didn't want to talk about another candidate. But then he did tell that candidate, which is, you know, he did tell president Trump, no, you're not under investigation, but leaks just kept coming out. And that cloud just hung over him consistently. And I think now that has been definitively answered in this hearing. If it's not I think people are just going to be going, I mean, this is going to be UFOs, because it's pretty much a fact now that President Trump is not under investigation.
0: Well, he's not under investigation. That's a very big, important part of all of this. You know, the whole idea that he said, well, are you are you loyal? Um, John, I, I think you can take honest loyalty, the responding answer from Comey, as, well, Comey basically saying the same thing. And he said, good, that's what I want. Um, Was it loyalty in as much as, well, I'm a new president now. I don't want you to be leaking to the old president. I don't want you to be a deep state guy. I want you to follow the Constitution. And there's all sorts of ways to interpret that, isn't there?
10: I do. I think so. And I think even Comey himself said he wasn't 100 percent sure what the president meant and that he ultimately acceded that honest loyalty would be something he could agree to. Right. So I think – I want to go back to Marco Rubio. I want to have a little fun with him, on just one little thing. He he said one – he had an amazing question, period. He said one thing that I want to correct publicly. He said the story of President Trump never being under investigation never leaked, and he's wrong on one point. Circa reported on May 11th from sources that President Trump had been assured he was not – uh, under investigation, and that Congress had been assured, and we were the one people. And then mm-hmm. you brought it on your show, so I guess we're the only folks that acknowledged it. Well, no, you know ago what? No I, had
0: forgo- I even forgot that. I'm yeah, glad you didn't. No, I want to have a little fun true.
10: with Mark. I mean, he had a great moment today. In, in
0: question, yeah, go ahead, because- go ruin his great moment. What do you care? As long as it makes you and, and Sarah <laughs> look <right>. good. Let <laughs> me give a little and me by proxy. I mean, Guilty I mean charged. Guilty we're, charged. We're the three. Um, but he, but he also was encouraging Comey to continue the investigation. Look, yeah. if there's any other satellites here, anybody right. in my circle, look, I, I think that there is it's very interesting because a lot of the senators kept saying before the hearing and before Comey came out with his opening statement yesterday oh, there's a lot of smoke yeah but there's no fire <laughs> the the headline after the hearing is there's no fire there's no there there that I see in any way shape matter or form no obstruction no abuse of power nothing unusual if, if maybe if I was if I was going to say that maybe the president shouldn't have been talking to the FBI director. But this FBI director, Sarah, made no attempts on his own to say, sir, just so you know, we're a separate independent agency and and that's not something we talk about. He never did that himself. All he was thinking about is what notes can I take when I walk out of here, which I never did to Obama or Bush.
4: It's a point that I've repeated in the past, too. You know, at that point, I mean, you're the director. You're the director of the FBI you have guts. If you got there, if you got to that political position, you've stood up to some pretty important people at one point or another in your life. So if you really felt that the president was trying to force your hand on the Mike Flynn investigation, and remember felt because the president only asked hope. He said, I would hope that you let this go. This is a good guy. you know." Um, But if he felt that that was obstruction at that point, this you know, man, with a very important position, former FBI Director Comey should have said, Mr. President, one moment. We can't go into this. This is an ongoing investigation. I have separated myself from the White House. I'm independent. It's my duty to look at all the facts, and I will not discuss this with you. What I found really interesting, Sean, is that it validated the fact that President Trump had been told three times by Director Comey. That he was not under investigation. Right. And and by the uh, way, wouldn't that it be is.
0: natural to, for him to say, uh, well, I keep hearing it on TV every night. I'm sick of it. And I keep reading it in the newspapers. Can you please correct this now that you've told me three times?
4: Yes. Yes. I mean, I think that would have been a simple, you know, I mean, once you get to that point, he should have either never told President Trump anything, right? right. He should have said, I can't discuss investigations. And then there would be a reason. But it's kind of, that's the part that, that, that bothers me, is the fact that he told him, and then he refused to tell the public that, so it left this big dark cloud over President Trump and, and stories that were inaccurate and stories that were leaking everywhere.
0: Yeah. And and John, that's my take. I think any it would be natural for anybody that is in the public eye and all these stories are being written about them, they're under investigation, Russia-Trump collusion, Russia-Trump collusion, but he was never under investigation because they didn't have anything to guide them in that direction.
10: Well, just think of this. Everyone who's called at Watergate, Watergate involved the criminal investigation of a president. We now know that our, our president is not under investigation. You should throw Watergate out, with, out the door. And if there's any smoke or any fire today... The only place that's burning in Rome is the news media, because James Comey disassembled the New York Times, the CNN, ABC, and many other major news organizations who re- reported inaccurate fake news. And he did so really unequivocally. ABC, CNN, and New York Times, all the people who fanned the flames of, of this big hearing today, which turned out to be not as big. Uh, there were a lot of bad stories out there that made the president look bad, when in fact, uh, they were not accurate. And I think the most important one was the New York Times, which claims on February 14th uh, that uh, the president, that there were intercepts showing collusion between the president's campaign and Russia, and specifically Russian intelligence sources. And he flatly said today, that story is not true. It's nonsense. And I think that that is uh, an important moment that a lot of the media reports that have fanned this story have now been debunked by the guy who probably knows more than anyone else.
0: That's so well said, and you guys were way ahead of the curve as you are with unmasking and surveillance, and at some point soon, your hard work, the legwork you've been doing now for over a year is going to come to fruition, and we seem to be getting closer and closer every day. We'll continue Sarah Carter. John Solomon uh, with us from Circa News. Uh, Don uh, Donald Trump Jr. will respond to today's hearings also at the bottom of the news, right after the news at the half hour. And as we continue, Circa News' is Sarah Carter and John Solomon remain with us. Donald Trump Jr. at the bottom of the half hour. Of course, our top story today, the testimony of uh, former FBI director, disgruntled FBI director James Comey. Did either of you sense what I have sensed here? And that is a lot of anger, a lot of resentment on the part of James Comey. Sarah.
4: Well, you know, I I think that there would be. Right. I mean, for for a former FBI director, James Comey, uh, he was publicly fired. Uh, It's a very humiliating moment. I think that that would only be natural. And, you know, it it did come out because he did talk about feelings in there. Right. I mean, such a good point. He did. Yeah, he alluded to to President Trump and, you know, his feelings and his body language and just the way that he talked about the whole situation. The awkward
0: silences. I mean, he's obviously preparing his first spy novel after this.
10: Well, you know, he said something that I think is the best truism of this. At one point, uh, Sean, he said, I'm hopelessly biased because I got fired, and I just can't tell you anything more than I have to take everything I say with that as a grain of salt. And I, I thought that was a very honest answer. Listen, that everything that's happened has colored his perception, and he knows that. I think at the end of the day, he gave a lot of people a lot of things, and he's going to come out of this looking a little bit better. Democrats aren't going to hate him as much. Republicans, I think, were very kind to him at the end and said, we appreciate your service, and here's why. I think he gave a pretty honest accounting today of what he believes happened. And when you look at it, the idea of obstruction of justice gets undercut by his own account of the meeting, which is the president didn't ask uh, for the Russian investigation to be stopped. He did ask, hey, can you let my buddy off, but only if it's uh, uh, I hope. Well, the
0: words I hope, I think, are key, John. That's key.
10: I hope, not I'm directing you. I hope if and just because he felt down that's a different thing
0: and just because he felt that maybe it was an order that's not what the words are there's also a feeling I got and I want to ask both of you this that James Comey he really really wanted to get him, but he knows that this didn't do it
10: yeah i I, I, I yeah I don't know whether his intention was to get Trump, but I, I do think that whatever he said today it makes a pretty clear point. the President of the United States is not under investigation, and I don't believe that what he described today would meet the normal test of obstruction of justice unless we learn new facts that are currently not in the record
0: well not in the record and apparently not even being investigated right sir
4: right and i think what's i think what's important here too sean and you know if you're reading between the lines i mean comey referred a lot to his leadership team i mean he wasn't the only one i mean look he is he's the director of the fbi but upon everybody's account those that support him and those that don't, uh, you know, within the FBI, he was not the day-to-day guy charged with the Russia investigation. That was up to other people within the team, like, you know, acting uh, deputy director Andrew McKay, but Gaddis, other people that are head of the counterintelligence a division have had access to these, to these investigations. So one of the questions I think people really aren't asking is, you know, who was advising Comey? On these investigations, what were they telling him? Why? I mean, there were a lot of questions still left unanswered. I I I honestly
0: felt that he put himself, as I've been saying, in legal jeopardy, and and uh, something we've been talking at length about: eighteen U.S. Code four, and that is he immediately is obligated under the law that if he felt an obstruction of justice was happening, and and he kept saying, "I don't know why I didn't say it. I don't know why I didn't go to the Justice Department." Well, he he was probably going to recuse himself in two weeks. Doesn't get him off the hook really quick, John.
10: Yeah, I I think that. there's no way he can now say that he thought it was obstruction of justice because he didn't report it. And I think the way he described the event, it didn't sound like obstruction of justice. It sounded like a ham-handed attempt by the president to just advocate on behalf of a friend. That's what I think it's going to turn
0: out to be. All right. Well said. And great uh, great being ahead of the curve. Thank you both, John Solomon and Sarah Carter. Circa News, Donald Trump Jr. at the bottom of this half hour. All right. A special two-hour edition of Hannity tonight, 10 to midnight. You don't want to miss it. Hannity, Fox News.
1: Contrary to numerous false press accounts leading up to today's hearing, Mr. Comey has now finally confirmed publicly what he repeatedly told President Trump privately. That is, that the President was not under investigation as part of any probe into Russian interference. The President, he, Mr. Comey also admitted that there is no evidence that a single vote changed as a result of any Russian interference. Mr. Comey's testimony also makes clear that the president never sought to impede the investigation into attempted Russian interference in the 2016 election. And in fact, according to Mr. Comey, the president told Mr. Comey, quote, it would be good to find out close quote in that investigation if there was, quote, some satellite associates of his who did something wrong, close quote. All
0: right, 24 now till the top of the hour. From earlier today, responding to the hearing, uh, James Comey, a huge day for the president. That was his attorney speaking after it, uh, afterwards, Mark uh, Kozowitz, who uh, put that out. And that's only a part of a very strongly worded statement, rebuttal, response to all that James Comey said and and how he contradicted himself in so many ways today. Uh, Speaking now for the first time on all of this is Donald Trump Jr. Uh, I got to imagine on a personal level, this is probably heart-wrenching for you to you know, for months and months and months and thousands of hours of, of television coverage and print coverage, um, you know, finally today it is, comes out, well, number one, your father was not under investigation ever at any point. He told the truth. Yep. And there's no Russian collusion, which Shut means the, the black helicopter theories are blown out of the water. Three, the media is exposed for just getting so much wrong. And then you got Loretta Lynch, and then you got a guy that's even admitting he's got a personal vendetta here because yeah, I was fired. Of course, I have an agenda. I'm, I'm hopelessly biased.
8: Um, I think it went great, Sean. <laughs> you know, it's it's a shame we had to listen to this nonsense for ten months. Um, you know, it, it's a shame that the only thing I think Marco Rubio hit this you know right on the head. The only thing that hasn't been leaked uh, about my father was that he was never actually under investigation because there was obviously nothing ever there. Um, but listen, in the end, I guess uh, it, it was a really good day for us. Really bad day for Loretta Lynch, but a really good day for us.
0: Yeah, I agree with your assessment. But I,
8: I, why do I just not think the media is going to stop anyway? I mean, oh, they, they, they won't. Listen, they, they they have made up their minds. But it's honestly, I think it, at this point, it's working in our favor because you know, real people throughout the country are seeing this nonsense. They're seeing this, uh, you know, pylon. Uh, of, of these agendas trying to get pushed, uh, you know when Comey himself says the the New York Times story with the Russian nonsense and the you know all, all, all the things I don't even want to talk about uh, that, that you know, they're, not, they're, a, they're not true. Yeah, that, that, even he's saying okay, that thing was totally false. You know, that's a pretty pretty amazing amazing thing because that's literally what these people have hung their hat on for you know the last nine months. And so, you know, that won't go away. But you know what? You, you know that you're on the winning side when the Dow today hits a new all time high yeah. because the markets are looking at it and saying, okay, this is a, this is s- a big nothing. Uh, and, and Trump's been vindicated. So I, I'm excited.
0: Well, I, I, I still imagine that they, from their perspective, the the left's perspective, there's been nothing your father can do right.
8: I mean, no, and- you can't. You know, they'll keep saying, oh, he was trying to influence the Flynn thing. Listen, you, you know my father pretty well as you well. Know, him saying, "Hey, I hope the thing can go away." We both agree. Meaning Comey and him both agreed. Flynn's a good guy. They both know him personally. Saying, "Hey, I goes hope away. He I say, hope. Hey, you got to do your job, right? You know, all those big equal. If there's nothing there, let it go away." I mean, <laughs> by that's the two way, guys talking like human beings. You know, I know Comey may not be capable of that. You know, everything's, but you know, it, it's so clear and so obvious. But rather than take. Uh, you know, or give him a benefit of the doubt. You know, rather than take the 99.9 percent chance that there's something that they, they want to run with the 0.02 percent chance. Meanwhile, you know, Comey doesn't report that. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't take it to a higher level. Why? Well, why? that's the, if, but that's the saying, whole point. I mean, why? I it, mean, he it, himself is breaking the law by doing it. So it's amazing. Now, when Loretta Lynch asks him to turn something, you know, from an investigation to a matter. You know, he, he jumps and says, how hi, well, high? I mean, you want to talk about obstruction of justice?
0: Are you kidding me? You know, I said to you from the very beginning, privately, and I even kidded with you on the air, you should really be there because, I mean, your intellect is keen, and, and obviously you love your dad, and there are some people, you know, that I, I it just drives me crazy that they can't put two sentences together in terms of defending your father like Paul Ryan. But, you know, let me go back to this whole General Flynn issue. I Ah, oh, Jesus, poor guy, I hope it goes away. Everybody that knows your dad, I, kn- I actually hear him in my ears saying it because I know that's how he is. It's exactly but everybody seems thinks. to have forgotten that he was on 60 Minutes. Oh, I don't want the Clintons. No, nah, They're good people. I mean, come on. The election's over. Uh, yeah, I know my crowd said lock her up, but, you know, I, don't re- I hope that goes away. Yeah. I mean, is it any different? It's the same thing? No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's the exact same thing. Mean, I guess thing, he's know, not I, the
8: person but, that really likes to fire people in real life. That's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, the whole thing, listen, I had some fun with it on social because I'm watching it, and it's just, I mean, it's mind-boggling. I mean, this is the guy that's the director of the FBI, the guy in charge who's saying, well, if I was a stronger man, I might have actually followed the law if I thought I was being pressured. I mean, who is this guy kidding? I mean, is this guy that weak and feckless? that he sits there and says okay well i you know I, I mean it's it's sad i mean you wouldn't think that someone listen could it's, it's more than sad level of power uh, Don, and and have Don, that
0: little he admitted today Don, my opinion my interpretation he came very close he's he's probably himself if we ever did follow the law in this country but obviously there's a two tier justice system of course. but 18 us code 4 Says that if any point during his time as in his position as FBI director, or anyone in that position, mm-hmm. if they in fact believe somebody is trying to get them to obstruct justice, the word is in the law immediately right. must go to the
8: attorney general
0: and the authorities and tell them. Yeah. So, and-
8: he, so he doesn't do that, and he says he doesn't do anything. But when Loretta Lorena Lynch <laughs> asks him about it, he A, not only does he do exactly what she says, but he doesn't report it. I mean, the double standard is so sick, Sean, it's hard to believe. And, again, that's why I think the markets are reacting this way, because, I mean, you know, it, 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 they see it, and they see it what it is. It's a witch hunt. It is a total uh, and, witch know, and hunt. And these guys, you know, that are you know, dwellers of the swamp, uh, you know, they, they want to get their big government contracting jobs, and they're going to do all these things. And that's what, you know, that's all it is. They're protecting themselves. And, you know, I, I can understand that, perhaps. Uh, but we're not doing the people of this country a service by doing that. You know, they wasted 10 months using this as a way to obstruct my father's agenda, as a way to obstruct him you know, bringing jobs back to this country, putting Americans to work, creating tax reform, getting rid of you know, excessive and obtrusive regulations, all the things that he's trying to do. I mean, they're literally using this nonsense, this cloud, holding it over in his head to make it more difficult for him to do the things that are going to benefit the American public. And that, to me, is sick.
0: Uh, It is. Listen, this election was very specifically about forgotten men and women in in poverty and out of work and on food stamps. Let me go back to the audio of the president's attorney, Mark uh, Kazowitz. And I want to play in particular where he calls out the memo leaking of James Comey.
1: Mr. Comey also testified that immediately after he was terminated, he authorized his friends to leak the contents of those memos to the press in order to, in Mr. Comey's words, quote, prompt the appointment of a special counsel, close quote. Although Mr. Comey testified that he only leaked the memos in response to a tweet, the public record reveals that the New York Times was quoting from those memos the day before the referenced tweet, which belies Mr. Comey's excuse for, for this unauthorized disclosure of privileged information and appears to be entirely retaliatory
8: I, I think that just says it right there uh, I think I think without question I mean look, just look just look at the fact pattern with the same stuff, the way he conducted himself differently with my father versus Loretta Lynch, the Clintons, all the stuff he didn't take notes with his meetings with Obama, even though strangely he only met with him twice uh, I mean it, it's just. You can see that he's picked a side, and that's okay. I mean, that, that's D.C. Uh, but you wouldn't think you'd see that at this level, trying to take down someone who's just doing something. So, honestly, in the end, now, let's get back to work. Let's put Americans to work. Let's bring money back into this country. Let's get tax reform done. Let's end the disaster that is known as Obamacare. Let's get to work. That's all my father you know, wanted to do. I, I recently that's, said – That's why he did this. He didn't do this to have to answer to nonsense, to have to you know deal with – Witch hunts perpetrated by you know guys like this and the left wing media. I mean, literally, we're finding out today that ten months of their number one talking point, number one talking point, is total crap, Sean. Okay, so let's get back to work. You know, you have a better attitude maybe than I would. Look, I I, I recently went through. Right, listen, I, I'm I'm very upset about it. Yeah, you know. but like now, there's no use crying over spilled milk. We're big boys. Uh, listen, I appreciate. Listen,
0: I'm going to tell you how I view all of this, and you're right about the ten months and the media is involved. And I say you're, the president has a number of enemies: the deep state, the Democrats, an abusively biased media, weak Republicans that never liked him, and then of course the never Trumpers that want to be relevant again. But combined, it's the equivalent of a political kill shot. There was a, a political. There was a, a political kill shot. You know, a literally a. Uh, you know, right at my heart and my head by trying to take out my advertisers recently. There is there is a deep, deep resentment for anybody that doesn't have a particular point of view or takes on this swamp or this deep state.
8: Uh, listen, I, I get it. I, I, I've seen it myself. I mean, you know, you, you see the stuff, whether it's the Kathy Griffin nonsense. I mean, you know, she took for 12 hours what my father takes on a daily basis for the last two years. <laughs> that's you know, really and,
0: and, and, and it's really true. It's such a good you know, way to put it. I don't mean to that. laugh, but it's She's so funny. For
8: 12 hours and, and basically has a breakdown on TV and all of a sudden starts victim-blaming when, when she did something disgusting that basically all, all sides agree was disgusting. And, and now she runs around victim-blaming. I mean, it's laughable. I mean, this is someone who attacks people for a living. All of a sudden, the cars are turned, the tables are turned a little bit, and there's a total and utter meltdown. I mean, that's the other side. And yeah. I think, again, like I said— I I think regular Americans are starting to see that I think they're starting to put on, you know, their filter uh for what they see uh in the media and and honestly they just want to get back to work.
0: Yeah, it's it's been tough. Look, I just do I do think it's going to go on. I do think that obviously you've got Mueller and his thing, but I do think today today was a major victory in in all the different ways and I think the biggest story to come out of this is what your father had been saying number 1 is that he's not being investigated. Number two, there was no collusion. Uh, Number three, the media has been recklessly wrong, repeatedly wrong in all of this. Number four, the double standard with Loretta Lynch, as you've been pointing out in the Clintons, is so transparent. Uh, Comey never really thought it rose to any level because he never did anything about it. You know, he would have uh, otherwise resigned or reported it, and he didn't. And uh, so at this point, I guess it's just, well, a bunch of sorry you know, liberal commentators that are going to be crying in their no, soup no, that it's, Watergate 2 has
8: not arrived yet. We're, we're going to get to hear about it for two to three weeks. It's going to you two know, three it, weeks, the, two to three the mo- This goes on till 20... Be epic, But, you know, what can you do? This
0: goes... No, 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 you don't understand. This goes on through 2024.
8: You're, you're what part probably didn't you... know, they will drag it out because it's all... The problem is, Sean, it's all they got because yeah. everything else has been so good. Look, the Dow's breaking records. People are going back to work. Employment numbers are awesome. Uh, you know, he's cutting regulation that, you know, the prior administration just forced through. I mean, he's not actually just forcing new laws on people. He's just getting rid of the old crap that no one actually cares about, and that's just been a disaster for small business and big business alike. You know, that's what people want to see. No. You know, let him do his job. Let him do what they elected to do. But, you know, they wanted to, you know, keep him busy uh, with these smoke screens. But I think today was really great in the sense that it picked up the veil on what's actually going on out there. So let's get back to work. Let's get it done, and let's, let them keep fighting for the American people.
0: All right. I hope we get to see on TV tonight. We're going to be live for two hours, 10 till midnight, on the uh, Fox News channel. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., we really appreciate you being with, it, with us. And, uh, yeah, I agree. Big win for your dad today. Media won't see it that way, but they didn't get what they wanted. No, they they, they wanted didn't. Watergate. They wanted... They wanted the collusion as bad as anything they've ever wanted in their life. They didn't get it, and you're right. It's time to get back and, and work for those forgotten men and women that everyone seems to forget about. All right, I, Don, thank I you, agree. sir. Thanks a lot, Sean. alright hundred nine point one. 800-941-SEAN is a number. All right, we're going to wrap things up for today. We're back on Hannity tonight. Two hours, uh, special two-hour edition, Hannity Fox News Channel. Uh, I want to remind all of you, if you haven't gotten Dad a present for Father's Day, listen, please, this is the gift he's going to love forever. And I love it, and I have it at my house, and I use it all the time, and it is the single best thing I've ever got in my life. It's amazing. And I'm talking about a master-built smoker. I mean, they've got electric smokers, and I'm going to tell you right now, your chance right now to enter to win one of five of them is so amazing, and you can get it basically at any home repair shop, any... You know, Walmart, Home Depot, that kind of place. And they're all over the place. And once you get one, your dad will be the luckiest guy on the block. You can smoke ribs and pork and, and cook any type of food you want in it, and it's incredible. It's called Masterbuilt, and they're electric smoker. You can even work it remotely. It's that good. The technology is amazing. All right, so go to uh, Hannity.com for rules and info. Sign up. You can win one of 5 We'll see you tonight at 10, 10 till midnight. Hannity, Fox News, back here tomorrow. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget. Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.